Archive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church, in a year. Today is day number 217, and we begin with number 1625. The parties to a marriage covenant are a baptized man and woman, free to contract marriage, who freely expresses their consent to be free means not being under constraint, not impeded by any natural or ecclesiastical law. The church holds the exchange of consent between the spouses to be the indispensable element that makes the marriage. If consent is lacking, there is no marriage. The consent consists in a human act by which the partners mutually give themselves to each other. I take you to be my wife. I take you to be my husband. This consent that binds the spouses to each other finds its fulfillment in the two becoming one flesh. The consent must be an act of the will of each of the contracting parties, free of coercion or grave external fear. No human power can substitute for the consent. If this freedom is lacking, the marriage is invalid. For this reason, or for other reasons that render the marriage null and void, the Church, after an examination of the situation by the competent ecclesiastical tribunal, can declare the nullity of a marriage, for example, that the marriage never existed. In this case, the contracting parties are free to marry, provided the natural obligations of a previous union are discharged. The priest or deacon who assists at the celebration of a marriage receives the consent of the spouses in the name of the church and gives the blessing of the church. The presence of the church's minister and also of the witnesses visibly express the fact that marriage is an ecclesial reality. This is the reason why the church normally requires that the faithful contract marriage according to the ecclesiastical form. Several reasons converge to explain this requirement. Sacramental marriage is a liturgical act. It is therefore appropriate that it should be celebrated in the public liturgy of the church. Marriage introduces one into an ecclesial order and creates rights and duties in the church between the spouses and towards their children. Since marriage is a state of life in the church, certainty about it is necessary, hence the obligation to have witnesses. The public character of the consent protects the I do, once given, and helps the spouses remain faithful to it. So that the I do of the spouses may be a free and responsible act, and so that the marriage covenant may have solid and lasting human and Christian foundations, preparation for marriage is of prime importance. The example and teaching given by parents and families remain the special form of this preparation. The role of pastors in another Christian community as the family of God is indispensable for the transmission of the human and Christian values of marriage and family, and much more so in our era when many young people experience broken homes which no longer sufficiently assure this initiation. It is imperative to give suitable and timely instruction to young people, above all in the heart of their own families, about the dignity of married love, its role, and its exercise, so that, having learned the value of chastity, they will be able, at a suitable age, to engage in honorable courtship and enter upon a marriage of their own. Father Jack. Thanks, Bill. You know, the uh, Catechism has this section to uh, to kind of explain the nature of marriage and then uh, what can stand in the way of being able to exchange this, this or enter into this covenant. And so it talks about the need 
for for marriage to be free and what that means not under constraint or impeded by natural or ecclesiastical law so um obviously that that kind of starts starts the mind down that that path of well, what are those what are those things that are against natural or ecclesiastical law right and we call those impediments impediments to marriage and so um, every couple who gets married in the Catholic Church, or at least I would guarantee in our diocese, has to go what we call the, the prenuptial questionnaire, in which the priest asks them all of these questions. Um, and some of these things are impossible to, uh, it's impossible to get married in these, in, in certain circumstances, and others, they, they can be what we call dispensed. Um, so we'll kind of go through them, but, but before we do, uh, just to kind of recognize the catechism lays out a really beautiful reasoning for why we worry about all of these things. And it's because marriage is not just a personal interaction, but it is truly ecclesial. It is part of the greater community, part of the greater assembly of God. Every single marriage is public by its nature. It cannot be between two people privately, even if you are married with two witnesses, which I've been at a wedding like that. I've actually been one of the two witnesses and it was five people in the church that couple that got married, me, one other witness, and the priest. It's just as public as that 250-person marriage or, you know, a royal wedding. Um, so what are those impediments? What are those things that stand in the way of being able to be truly free um, in one way or another? And and there's several listed in canon law. Some of them, you know, and we'll go through. Some of them are pretty simple. Some of them are, uh, you know, kind of a little bit more delicate, but we can see the, the, the logic of most of them. The first is age, right? In the Catholic Church, um, I believe that the age is 16 throughout the world, but actually it's 18 in the United States. It's actually part of canon law. The, the local place can can change that age. Um, I actually think it's 16 for a man and 14 for for a woman. Uh, remember, worldwide um, and, and spanning throughout cultures and, and time, you know, sometimes younger was not as as bizarre as we think now, where we think 30 is too young to get married, right? Which is also ridiculous. Um, the second is impotence, um, which doesn't mean that, uh, like, infertility, that's a different thing, but rather inability uh, to, ha- like, to not basically not have the parts to to consummate the marriage. Um, you know, we used to talk, we used to joke in seminary about canonical size. Like, can you actually physically do the act, uh, the marital act? Um the next is one that is probably most commonly, uh, this is where the annulments come in, is this a previous marriage, whether natural or sacramental. Um, so whether you're married in the church or married outside of the church, it doesn't matter. If there is a previous bond, uh, it's impossible then to exchange it, right? Because you, uh, you've you already <laughs> given yourself over to another person that you are bound to be faithful to um, until death do you part. Now, of course, you know, case of death, the previous bond has been broken. In the case of uh, an annulment, it has been declared that that bond is is uh, is null. It, literally, that's you know, it, it does not exist. Um, and you know, so a Catholic who gets married, you know, at a courthouse on the beach, um, even in a Protestant church without without permission, um, would you know, you can get permission to do that if if need be. Then that's not a it's it's a lack of form. We go we'll go through that at a different time. You then there's things like disparity of cult, which is between a baptized Catholic and a non-baptized person, not a not a baptized non-Catholic. Um, disparity of cult. Now you need a dispensation from your bishop to get that. It's actually very simple, um, but um, it is something that if you don't get it, <laughs> the marriage is invalid um, because um, yeah, because 
uh, the marriage is between two baptized persons as it is a sacrament. And then, of course, there's um, the two, I'll just link them together, holy orders or perpetual vow of chastity. So if you've entered religious life or you've been ordained a priest and you've made the public vow or promise of, of celibacy, and you cannot walk back from that without the permission of, of the Rome, actually. You can't even, not even your bishop can do it. Um, then there's two that uh, always kind of make me laugh, um, which is abduction and crime. Um, so you can't force another person to do it either by physically taking them or the crime is that if I want to marry, okay, so I'm not a great example of this because I'm you know, a priest, but if I want to marry a woman, I can't kill her husband so that she's now free to marry, right? That, that it invalidates uh, the marriage only to be dispensed by, by the Holy Father. Um, so, you know, you can't do anything illegal to help to, you know, set yourself up. Um, and then there are the, the questions of consanguinity and affinity, meaning uh, you can't be too closely related, right? This is kind of a natural thing. Um, and, and we would kind of, you know, there's a degree and, and it's, and it's listed about how closely related you can be. Um, but it's just important to know that the church has that defined. Um, then there is, um, the, uh, uh, and also that would include adoption. Uh, if you're adopted in a family, you cannot, um, cannot, um, marry, marry that person. And then, um, public propriety is the last one, which is kind of an in- interesting one. Um, it's basically, uh, basically it, it would be, uh, a, a sense of scandal. It would be, if you're too closely related to, to, to have, having lived together, it would just kind of, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but we'd probably say, well, if, if something gives you the creeps that so-and-so is marrying so-and-so, uh, you know, because they've like lived together for so long or whatever, like that's what it's talking about. Not just the, the idea of sin, but, but truly that it would be, um, yeah, um, it w- it would be problematic. So, you know, we, we just, just uh, all this notes that this is not, it is to, this all speaks to the reality of marriage, which is not just a personal how I do, how I want, but truly a always public ecclesial communal act, which is beautiful um, because the goods are not just for the two people entering into the sacrament, but truly for the whole church and broader society. So we look to these impediments not to say, oh, look at how uh, you know strict the church is, but rather to say, look at how well she wants to guard the, the mysteries of faith. Look at how well she wants to guard um, the all of these things, or all of the sacrament, so that it can more perfectly shine forth the grace of God. Look at how wonderful the church is as both teacher but also mother to so that grace can more perfectly flow in the world.